15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, this is Father Louis Skirty. Welcome to Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week. For myself, I'll be here today in New Jersey, and then Good Friday and Holy Saturday and Sunday in Florida. So wherever you are, may the Lord's peace during this Holy Week be with you. Try to observe the Holy Week at the Triduum, Easter, today, and pass this on to your family and friends. Today we begin with a procession in the Gospel. The blessing of the palm will be in the back of the church, and then we'll process up and go with the whole flow of the celebration of this Holy Day. Thank you for joining us. Let me hear from you. Father Lou Skirty at Hotmail.com. God bless you. I invite you to stand and face the entrance. My friends, since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today we begin again together to herald with the whole church the beginning of this celebration of our Lord's Paschal Mystery, that is to say, His Passion and Holy Resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that He entered into His own city, Jerusalem, Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps, so that, being made by his grace partakers of the cross, we may also share his resurrection and his life. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, sanctify these branches with your blessing that we who follow Christ the King in exaltation may reach the eternal Jerusalem with him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, now and forever. Amen. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus and the disciples drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find there an ass tethered and a colt with her. Untie them. Bring them here to me. If anyone should ask and say anything to you in reply, you respond, The master has need of them. Then he will send them at once. This happened so that what had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king comes to you, meek and riding on an ass and on a colt, the fowl of beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus ordered them, and they brought the ass and the colt and laid their cloaks over them, and he sat upon them. The very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and strewn them on the road. The crowds preceding him and those following kept crying and shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken and asked, Who is this? 
The crowds replied, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. My friends, let us go forth in peace. Would the real Jesus Christ please stand up? Last week, John pointed out an article that was in the Columbia Magazine, which is a Knights of Columbus magazine, featuring the face of Jesus on the cover. The face is part of a statue, a crucifixion statue, that is in the Vatican that goes back the 13th century. There's beautiful descriptions about it, depicting the dying Christ with his head resting on his right shoulder. This wooden sculpture was caked with nine layers of paint and riddled with cracked and worm holes. The Knights of Columbus paid to have it restored with the comment, we hope that this remarkable image of Christ's suffering will serve as a reminder to all who see it of the great love our Savior has for each of us. Would the real Christ please stand up? Today we heard the foreshadowing of Christ in the Holy Scriptures in Isaiah. The Lord gave me a well-trained tongue, and I opened my ears that I may hear, I never rebelled, and yet I gave my back to those who beat me, who plucked my beard, and my face I did not shield from spitting and buffets. Will the real Christ please stand up? When Paul was describing his experience of Christ, he made it very clear who this Christ was, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God to be something to be grasped at. Would the real Christ please stand up? He found himself humble in appearance, obedient to the point of death, and because of this, God greatly exalted him. Before Pilate, silence, in front of the crowds, crucify him. Would the real Christ please stand up? As we glean the scriptures, we come to realize who the real Christ is. The ever-loving person of the Blessed Trinity. God loving his Son with a spirit of love that we can't even imagine. Loving his Son, self-emptying himself, and coming to earth. Paul makes it clear. He didn't grasp on to being God. I'm God, folks. I'm going to do anything I want to do. He emptied himself out, becoming almost like a slave to be crucified. Would the real Christ please stand up? 
as we think he grasped nothing of God, and yet he's revealed to us as the Son of God and God himself. Yet Paul captures that phrase. The author of Philippians captures that phrase. He emptied himself out. Put it together with who God is. God is love. Trinity, perfect symbol of love, perfect relationship of love. And one of the members of the Trinity takes on flesh and empties himself out. This is God emptying himself out to become one of us, even allowing the crucifixion. And Paul, the author of Philippians, makes it very clear that he's exalted as a result of that. He's put back in his place of eternal glory in heaven. He's exalted. He's raised from the dead. He's exalted. He's raised up beyond death for life eternal and for life availability to each of us. He shows us what God is all about. He shows us what it means to be a follower of the Christ, self-giving each of us, baptized into the body of Christ, challenged today and challenged during this holiest of weeks to follow that example of self-giving, pouring himself out. And that example is the example coming from God who pours himself out to us in Jesus so that we can pour ourselves out to each other. You know, we're in the gospel narrative. Matthew, Mark, Luke, even John's version, we're there. It would be up to us spiritually to read them with reflective prayer and find out which character I would be. Would I stand with him? Would I run from him? Would I betray him? Would I shout, crucify him? Would I weep at the tomb? Which one would I be? Following he who poured himself out for me, every one of us, individually, and as a community of the body of Christ. We're there, and we can cooperate to the best of our human intelligence, cooperate with God's providence in our lives by imitating practically what that pouring out of love is all about. Not that selfishly, not loving so that I can be loved back. That's even the animals do that. Even the pagans do that. But loving by being poured out, pouring ourselves out to our families, to the stranger, to the immigrant, to the poor person whose name we don't even know. See, that's what God captures in Jesus Christ. He didn't look for our resume. He didn't look for who we are. He didn't look for what availability we have for him in our lives. He pours himself out and gives, us to him, gives himself to us. That blood on the cross, that blood of self-emptying, is our contract with the Father. See, it doesn't end on the cross. You know that. The exaltation of Christ 
is the end of his story on earth, and then he returns to his place in heaven for eternal life. That's the story. The outpouring is the human dimension. The outpouring that often we, we reflect on even, even images of Christ in art or scripture or, or poetry or song. We, we emphasize the pain and good that we know the pain because he was human and he experienced it. He poured himself out for us. But it doesn't end with the pain and the blood. It goes on here at the altar. Traditionally, we call it the unbloody sacrifice of the cross because through the ritual of Mass, we participate in the crucifixion. Through the ritual of Mass, we're there without blood, without sanguine, without flesh, but with his own sacramental presence. Pour it out for every one of us so that when we take into ourselves the body and blood of Christ, we are really challenged to pour ourselves out to one another, to the poor, to the migrant, to those left out of society, to those that we, we skeeve, to those that we don't want to be near, to the enemy, to those who persecute the Christians, to those, and doesn't it hurt saying this, even who put the bombs in the churches of Egypt. That's what we're supposed to be about. Pour ourselves out in love and understanding and reconciliation. First, it has to start at home. You know that. We all know that. We can't love the stranger unless we love ourselves and love God and our neighbors and our family members. And then the outpouring begins, the outpouring of our own majestic gift of love to others in imitation of Jesus self-giving. He gives us the passion of Christ so that we can identify with the Christ. Would the real Christ please stand up? The real Christ is here in front of me. The real Christ, exalted in heaven, but present in us, through our actions of love and forgiveness and reconciliation. And it's hard. It's difficult. Try carrying a cross on Golgotha. You'll get the idea. He didn't say, oh no, I can't do that because no one will ever believe that God would do this for people. And yet he did do it. And we do believe God would do this for us. And it doesn't end there. Remember that. So significantly, it doesn't end on the cross. It ends with the hope and the example of self-giving. The Passion shows us in his humanity how far Christ would go for you and me. But he's holding on to us and bringing us to the Father. And it's up to us to follow that, that passionate one that Holy One, that Son of God, that Exalted One. It's up to us to follow Him here and now as we're whipped, as we're spit upon, as we're crowned with thorns, as we're mocked, as we are isolated, to follow that Resurrected One to eternal life. That's hope. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. That's hope beyond our imaginations. 
with the real Christ, please stand up. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver, although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.